Chapter Twelve of Dorothy Dale's Great Secret by Margaret Penrose. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Dorothy Dale's Great Secret by Margaret Penrose. Chapter Twelve. Dorothy is worried. Dorothy had been at the Cedars one short, delightful week when again the question of Tavia and her plans came up for serious consideration. Mrs. White and her niece sat out on the veranda with the early summer flowers perfuming the soft zephyrs that came through the vine-covered lattice, and they were talking of the absent one, wondering why she did not come to Birchland and instead went to the city in the summer. To Buffalo, when everybody in the place, except for tourists on their way to Niagara to the Falls, were leaving for more quiet and recreative surroundings. "'I'm afraid,' said Mrs. White finally, "'that Tavia is stage-struck.' These words came to Dorothy like a blow, something long dreaded but materialised at last, in spite of hopes and promises. "'Oh, Aunt Winnie!' exclaimed Dorothy with a sigh. "'You don't really think Tavia would do anything wrong?' "'No, that I do not, my dear,' promptly answered Mrs. White. "'A thing is not wrong unless we intend to make it so.' but tavia has a queer idea of right and wrong you know she has had no home discipline no training in character building she has grown to be as good as she is through the commonest law of nature she was born good but she has not gone beyond that same law in growing better than she started out to be that is moral development and requires careful culture and prudent discipline but the stage whispered dorothy as if afraid the very word would breathe contamination do you think Tavia would, would ever try to, to go on a public stage? On that point I could not now express an opinion, answered the aunt kindly, noticing how seriously Dorothy had taken her words. Of course, if she happened to get in with the persons interested in that line of work, she might be tempted to try it. But what could she do? There are no plays now. It is summer time. The very time, my dear, when small companies try to get a hearing. There are no good plays to attract persons, and the stay-at-homes need some amusement. This had not occurred to Dorothy before. Her dread of Tavia going on the stage had been kept within bounds by the thought that there were no plays given in any of the theatres, for Dorothy knew little about such things, and had never given a thought to those small companies, the barnstormers. "'Well,' she announced with a sigh, "'I believe I will have to write to her. I cannot rest and not know just where she is.' somehow i feel as if my own sister had deserted me as if she were out among strangers oh aunt winnie you cannot realize how much tavia has always been to me and dorothy dropped her head in her hands to hide the expression of sincere grief that marked her face well child there is absolutely no need to worry no doubt tavia is snugly home at this moment with her own little old-fashioned mother or even out in Buffalo enjoying the visit to her mother's friends. To sit down and imagine all sorts of horrible things, why, Dorothy, it is very unlike you. Perhaps I am silly, Dorothy agreed, smiling brightly as she looked up. But you know, Tavia has been so odd lately, and then she was sick, you know. Dorothy looked off across the lawn, but she seemed to see nothing. Perhaps she had a day vision of her friend far away but whatever Dorothy imagined was far from what Tavia was actually engaged in at that moment. 
"'Well, come, my dear,' said her aunt at length. "'The boys are waiting with the auto. "'See what a spin through the country will do for tired nerves. "'I tell you this winding up of school is always trying, "'more so than you can imagine. "'You are, after all, pretty well tired out, "'in spite of your pretty pink cheeks.' "'And she tilted Dorothy's chin up to reach her own lips, "'just as Nat swung himself up on the porch "'and demanded the immediate presence of his aunt and cousin "'in the firebird that panted at the door.' But somehow the afternoon was all lost on Dorothy. The words stage-struck echoed in her ears, and she longed to get back to her room and write to Tavia, and then to receive the answer that she might show it to Aunt Winnie, to prove that Tavia was as reliable as ever, that she would soon be with them all at North Birchland. When, after a spin that on any other occasion would have been delightful, Ned alighted at the little village post-office, Dorothy asked him to bring her out two special delivery stamps her cousin inquired what the rush of mail was for but she only smiled and tried to hide the fact that she really had occasion to provide for sending a letter in a hurry and receiving its reply as fast as uncle sam could bring it they started off again and a long exhilarating spin brought them out on the direct road to the cedars then after helping their mother and dorothy out the boys shooed the firebird back into its nest and made a dash to witness the last inning of a ball-game that had been in progress all the afternoon on the grounds, just across the broad meadow, that stretched in front of their home. This left Dorothy to herself, for the Major had finally listened to Roger's earnest appeal to take him to the ball-game. Joe went with the boys who carried the bats, as the latter was always sure to be on time. Then, as Mrs. White would be busy for some time giving orders for dinner, Dorothy hurried to her room and sat down to think it all out before she undertook to put into written words what she wanted to say to Tavia. As Dorothy had said to her aunt, the loss of Tavia's companionship was like missing that of a dear sister, for the two girls had been inseparable since early childhood. They had always been together, or they knew they would be apart, but for a few short days at most. But now it was different. Heretofore, each time that Dorothy thought she would have to be obliged to leave Tavia, either to attend school or take some new step in life, it so happened that Tavia went along, so that the chain of companionship that began at Dalton had not yet been broken. And, of course, Dorothy's worries might all be unfounded. As Mrs. White had said, Tavia might be safe at home with her mother. So it was to Dalton that Dorothy addressed her letter, she needed to be particular in wording it so that no misunderstanding would arise should the letter fall into other hands than tavia's dorothy enclosed a special delivery stamp for a hurried answer which she begged tavia to send and she put another of the stamps on the envelope of her own missive there she said with a sigh of relief as she slipped the little cream-coloured square into her blouse i shall just have time to run to the office with it before dinner somehow i feel better already it almost seems as if I have been talking to Tavia. I will surely have an answer by tomorrow night. I do wonder, oh, I wonder where Tavia is and what she is doing just now. It was a pleasant walk to the country post office, and Dorothy hurried along in a happier frame of mind than she had enjoyed during all that day. The small worry that had been smouldering in her heart for some weeks, ever since the night of Tavia's queer actions in her sleep, when she painted her face with the red crayon, did not need much encouragement to burst forth into a live flame. 
and that was precisely what happened when nat also expressed the opinion that tavia should have come to north birchland and that buffalo was a big place for such a small girl then that dorothy's aunt should state plainly her fear regarding tavia's love for the stage surely all this was enough to throw dorothy into a very fever of anxiety that dorothy knew of tavia's strange actions on that one occasion and that she alone was aware of this added to her anxiety the book how to act had betrayed tavia's secret in clearer terms than even dorothy would admit to herself but if tavia should run away and if dorothy had not warned the travers folks in time that evening after mailing her letter dorothy made an excuse to leave the rest of the family and so remained in her own room she wanted to be alone to think in fact she had been so accustomed to those little solitary thinking spells in glenwood that the time at the cedars seemed to be a trifle too exacting the boys wanted to be with their sister and mrs white had so much to talk over it was so delightful to have a big daughter to converse with then the major needed dorothy's counsel in many small but important matters so that altogether the girl from glenwood found herself busy just a little too busy considering the problem she was trying to resolve which was how to get immediately into communication with tavia that night she dreamed of it all and for three days following the mailing of the letter she could scarcely think of anything other than why the expected answer did not arrive finally dorothy felt that she must take someone into her confidence all the nervous energy of her young nature had for days been so set upon that one point to hear from tavia that the whole circumstance had assumed great importance she could think of nothing else every hour added to her anxiety she imagined all sorts of dreadful things yes she must tell somebody of it and thus relieve her mind or she felt she would be ill this seemed to her the greatest trouble she had ever encountered it was a delightful summer evening when dorothy dressed in her seafone mule gown with its dainty silver white trimmings stepped out onto the porch and had the good fortune to find nap there alone it was to her young cousin that she had made up her mind to confide her worries and here he was as if he was just waiting to help her in this matter of her own heart and tavia's great scott you startled me exclaimed nat jumping up from the hammock i do believe doro that i had clean forgotten that you were with us no offence but you see i was sort of dreaming and when you glided through that window well i say doro i thought my dream had come true nat could you come for a little walk asked dorothy you should not dream so early and besides you should not at any time dream of young girls you admitted as much you know but nat i just want a quiet talk come out along the road as far as the bridge i want to make sure we are entirely alone now you don't expect me to move the bridge do you doro we may be all alone with the exception of the old stone walls and the planks tucking dorothy's arm under his own nat led the way down the path then out upon the open road which was now streaked with faint beams of moonlight that filtered down through the trees nat seemed to feel that dorothy wanted to talk of tavia for he had not been slow to notice the growing look of anxiety that had come upon his cousin's face in the last few days heard from tavia he asked in a matter-of-fact way thinking to help dorothy on with her story no nat she answered and that is just what i want to talk about i am almost worried to death about her whatever do you think it means 
think what what means that tavia has not answered the letter why that doesn't mean anything at least it didn't last winter when she would write to me for something she wanted me to get for her and forget to write again saying she had received it i suppose all girls think they should take their time writing to a fellow but tavia was about the limit so you have no reason to fret she will probably write to you the day she packs her trunk to come to the cedars then she won't have time to mail the letter so when she gets here and steams off the uncancelled stamp she will calmly hand over the note now that's tavia and her way of being prompt but this is different said dorothy i did not know tavia wrote to you last winter now don't go to romancing i believe i did get two letters from miss travers in answer to five i had written to her it was about that little coloured boy you heard me joking about some imp tavia had taken a fancy to and she wanted to get him a small express wagon so she wrote to me being aware of my unusual ability in the line of selecting suitable express wagons for little coloured boys but listen nat exclaimed dorothy eagerly i wrote to dalton a week ago today sent a special delivery stamp for a quick reply and i haven't heard a word since oh that's it you sent a special stamp that is where you made a big mistake miss tavia wanted to write to that girl in buffalo had been putting it off as usual but when she saw your blue stamp it brought her the inspiration she wrote to dolly if dolly is her name used your stamp and dolly answered come tavia went there you are now what do you think of me as a wireless sleuth do you really think tavia is in buffalo asked dorothy endeavoring to bring her cousin down to a common-sense viewpoint sure of it but say doro i'll tell you what i'll just take a fly in the firebird tomorrow morning and find out for you for sure that will be better than the special delivery boy on his bicycle that never moves i'll be back by lunchtime oh that will be splendid cried dorothy giving her cousin's arm a tight squeeze you see i could not trust another letter and i'm so anxious to know oh nat you are the very best cousin not so bad interrupted nat when it comes to special messengers but little cousin you can depend on me i won't let anyone hold up the automobile mail coach End of chapter twelve